Hey guys and welcome back to episode 9 of the Emphatic Fanatics and I'm with one man, Theo Kiriakou. How you doing mate? Hey Jordan, I'm doing good thank you, glad to be back. Yeah, good to have you. And uh, your brother Lucas, he's skiving tonight is he or is he, is he a bit busy? Well he says he's busy but I'm going to class it as a skive so yeah. what can you do? Lightweight? What can you do? He's a, he is a lightweight, lightweight in the football knowledge. So we'll have to get him back on next week and we'll maybe have a guest as well next week. But this week, we're going a bit of a different direction. Instead of getting a guest on for going through a, maybe a, a football team, we're, we're going to go in the direction of young future stars making their way in football. And we've got uh, two 11s. Or Theo's got an 11 and I've got an 11. And what we're going to do is like we've done with the undervalued players episode, we're going to combine into one 11 out of the players we've, we've suggested. So yeah, I, I think this is going to be quite an interesting episode. Uh, we've not gone for the usual suspects, the players that have been mentioned quite a lot, the likes of uh, Gianluigi Donnarumma, Deot Upamecano and Jadon Sancho and Kylian Mbappe, of course. They, these players have already made their way in world football and they're clearly talented players but they've been mentioned quite a lot so we're going to go in a different direction and maybe look at the players that aren't mentioned as much but still have bright futures ahead of them so Theo's asked me to go first in kicking us off for this and my first choice is my goalkeeper and that's Ayan Meslier from Leeds United so the young French lad so yeah he joined Leeds United last summer but has been on he was out on loan at Lorient again at his boyhood club however he went back to Leeds in February when Kiko Casilla was banned for eight games for for racist abuse that he gave in a game I think against Nottingham Forest so I think he was it Charlton was it Charlton it was Charlton right so yeah so he the man in Messler was brought back the young kid to play, to play for Leeds and he's continued to play for them in most of the games since the restart as well so he's made 10 appearances for Leeds United only conceding four goals and getting seven clean sheets so it's it's really good from from the young man he's, he's really shown out of those games well 10 appearances and getting seven clean sheets that's that's a that's a decent record to have and they've gone up to the Premier League now so hopefully he gets a chance to prove himself at the top level I think he deserves that chance because Casillas come in in some games and hasn't done as well. And I think Messler is a decent player. Theo, you've watched quite a lot of obviously the championship. What do you make of Messler? Do you think he's he's ready to take his game to the next level? Yeah, I was quite impressed with Messler because obviously he came in at such a vital stage mm-hmm. that he had to perform. And every game I watched of him, he, he really, really did well. And considering he's not the tallest of goalkeeper. He really performed well, so I definitely think that's a really, really yeah. good shout. I'm, I'm sure he's actually quite tall, actually. I, I was quite surprised. Yeah. By he's actually quite a taller goalkeeper than you think. He's six foot five. Um, I actually looked up his height, and he is actually... Really? That, that's what he's been... He is six foot five. That's, that's, that's his height, according uh, to a number of sources. Transfer marked... Uh, well, it obviously does it in... I think it's centimetres it does it in. But then I, I obviously worked out the difference, and it's, it's six foot five. Is, is his height but I looked at I, I watched a wee bit of uh, footage of him and he's got really good reflexes is what I've seen if the uh, striker has a quick shot on goal he's quite quick at getting uh, to the ball he isn't feared of going in for low, low crosses and low balls coming into the box he, he is really good at that so I definitely think he deserves his chance obviously going into the Premier League maybe Leeds might look for a, a better goalkeeper but to start the season I think he's definitely deserving of his chance out of the uh, clean sheets that he's how well he's done in the championship for those 10 games getting quite a lot of clean sheets so I think definitely worth worth a shot maybe his other option would be to go back out on loan maybe to a bigger French club than Lorient that might be another option if he doesn't get that game time so we'll see w- what comes of it but I, I definitely think Messler has has done well for Leeds so far and hopefully continues to do well. Anyway, moving on to yourself, Theo, who, who have you suggested for, for goalkeeper? Well, uh, there are quite a few good young goalkeepers out there, but I've gone for Sporting Lisbon's number one, Luis Maximiano. All right. Now, I'll be honest with you, before researching this pod, I didn't know much about him at all. However, he's 21 years old. And this has been his breakout season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been at Sporting as a, as a junior for about six, seven years. And 
he's had a really good season. And obviously, Sporting have been looking for a top goalkeeper since they lost Rui Patricio. Yeah, and obviously, have. what happened at Sporting Lisbon with them and the fans and losing Patricio, Carvalho, and obviously Fernandez. They've had some big, big players leave them. But just this season alone, I mean, 23 appearances, 22 goals conceded. It's not horrendous. It's, it's, it's not too bad. He's been capped by Portugal at uh, under-21 level as well. So it's definitely someone to, to keep an eye out. He's played in the Europa League uh, as well, which is, which is always uh, fantastic. And he really does look like a good prospect for the, for the future. Obviously, I haven't watched much from him, mm. but just in the sense that players from the Portuguese League, maybe he's following in the footsteps of Rui Patricio as well. Mm-hmm. He really could be quite an underrated goalkeeper and definitely one to keep tabs on for, for the future. I don't know if you've, you've heard of him or seen him, Jordan. No, I've, I've not really looked uh, into him. I'm just looking at Transfermark there. His, his, obviously, stats, 10 clean sheets, that's, that's really good out of the 23 games he's played. Mm. And yeah, it's, it's less than one goal per game. So I definitely think it'll be interesting to see if he can make a step up in his career hopefully he stays at sporting for a wee while and gets a bit more experience i think that's definitely worthwhile uh but definitely could see if he continues that form could definitely see a move in the future maybe to to a team like wolves who are known for bringing in the, these young portuguese players definitely could be a replacement for rio patricio in the future maybe it might 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 be a good shout for him uh, yeah. but we'll, we'll see what comes of him definitely i think if they can get back into the Champions League would be good, hopefully. Obviously, they've got strong competition with uh, Benfica and Porto. And I think Braga, was it Braga that done well this year year as well? I think yeah, they did Braga, well. Braga. So they've, they've got some strong competition in terms of the, the teams in that league. So we'll see what happens with Sporting. But definitely, hopefully this is the start of their rebuild and having a, a young goalkeeper in Maximiano, hopefully he can, he can prove uh, to be a worthwhile player for them. Yeah, so yeah, moving on. I'm going to go for a uh, right back. Uh, so we'll, we'll go from uh, from the back to the front. So our, our right back, I've gone for Serginho Dest out of Ajax. And this kid, he's, he's 19 years old and he's been, he's been linked with a number of clubs to, to be moving to the likes of Bayern Munich, uh, Barcelona and PSG. I think Bayern Munich are the front runners to, to get him. Uh, they're, they're after a right back they've been linked with uh, Max Adams of Norwich as well and I, I definitely think Dest is is as good as as Adams as well so definitely a player to look at he's he's Dutch born but plays for the United States and he's played 22 games this year for for Ajax uh, 15 in the league four in the Champions League two in the Europa League and one in the Dutch Super Cup as well He's got really good stats, 1.8 tackles per 90 with uh, 0.8 interceptions, which is okay for a right back, but the tackle numbers are really good there. Four assists, which is slightly lower than you'd probably want, but again, for a 19-year-old, he's, he's only making his start in his career, so hopefully those numbers can rise in the next few seasons. He gets off under one shot per game as a right back as well, and under one key pass as well, so quite decent and over one dribble per game as well so he's not afraid to take on the left back of the other team he's not afraid to to, to run past and and try and break on the counter and, and attack as well he's got high successful passing percentage with 86 percent however this is slightly higher but he has got lower passing uh, numbers in terms of 39 passes per match so this is a bit kind of hard to say whether it is definitely good passing passing or not because of those low numbers but definitely a player for the future, and hopefully uh, we can see more of him. As I was saying, Bayern are linked with him, and I definitely think he would fit in well at, at Bayern Munich. In terms of players already there, obviously Alfonso Davis, they've got that. Obviously, he is Canadian, but they've got that uh, North American link, so hopefully settling in wouldn't be too difficult for him. Also, players in the Bundesliga, there, there's been many uh, American players in the Bundesliga who have settled in well, so it's not a hard league to settle in for, for a young American lad. Also, likes Joshua Kimmich is now moving into a DM role, so it'd be good for Kimmich as well to remain as a DM rather than be switching between right back and the middle of the park. And also Benji Pavard, he's a converted right back, I would say he's a converted centre-back to a right back, really. He's, he's done that for France, but he's not really the fastest. And Dest has got a bit more pace over Pavard. So I definitely think it would be 
a worthwhile move for someone like Des to come in because he's much quicker and again can help the attack as well for Bayern. Uh, personally though I, I would look to stay maybe at Ajax for another one or two seasons. I don't think a move is necessary for him. Maybe to establish himself would be good because we can see the likes of Matthias De Ligt and Frank De Jong stay in that couple more years and establishing your game can maybe guarantee you more starts at an elite club as well. So so maybe that would be best for him to stay there and try and be part of the new the new Ajax side that's going to be built there in the coming years. His value at the moment is 16 million according to Transfermarkt, but definitely that will rise over the next few seasons. But I think staying put would be the the wise decision in the long run. But that yeah, that, that that's my choice for right back. Have, have you got a choice for right back, Theo? My choice actually was um, Serginio Dest. Serginio Dest, uh, yeah. However, just an honourable mention for uh, Max Arons. Obviously, I know it's been a he's been widely talked about in the Premier League, but he's definitely a, a promising right back this year. Mm-hmm. And I think he's probably going to move back into the Premier League. And he has the potential to maybe do a bit of an Andrew Robertson mm-hmm. um, and have that impact for a team. But I was obviously going to say Dest. I think he's mm-hmm. and he chose America over Germany, which I was quite yeah, I was yeah. quite happy with. You know, I was like, what was, you mean Netherlands? You mean Netherlands? Born yeah, America. sorry, sorry, <laughs> not Germany. Yeah, so you just imagine like America. I know this is a massive yeah. tangent, yeah. but. Sergino Dash Pulisic it's getting, yeah. good it's it's getting good uh, Timothy Weir as well young, young yeah, Weir, yeah. Uh, and Tyler Adams as well who's at Leipzig at the moment so they've, they've got some good players there and hopefully Weston McKinney Weston McKinney as well at Schalke as well so they've got a good team USA they've, they've not got some bad players in there uh, so hopefully they can add a few more and uh, they'll, they'll oh I see you repping the top there as well uh, so yeah hopefully we can see them maybe rise up a wee bit and, and uh, improve further uh, on their team but yeah as you mentioned Serginho Des he was our pick for both so he'll definitely be going on our team we actually didn't cover who who are we going to go for our goalkeeper then Theo or Maximiano and Messler we didn't actually decide on that who, who who would you would you be happy what one would you be wanting to go for I'm happy to go either way here I'll, I'll leave it up to yourself I think simply because of the fact that he, he did such a, a cracking job for Leeds last year mm-hmm. I'd be happy to go for Messler You'd be happy to go for Messler. No problem. We'll go with that. We'll go Messler as our as our choice of goalkeeper. And we'll definitely go as Serginho Dest as our right back. Do you want to kick it off for centre-back, Theo? Yes. I'll let you kick it off. Love to. So, there are a lot of centre-backs out there who are of interest. But the one I've gone for is one lad who's kind of just broke onto the scene. And that's Edmund Tapsoba. All right. Yep. I've heard the of Leverkusen centre-back mm-hmm. uh, from Burkina Faso. Mm-hmm. Now, after his performances in the um, Europa League for Leverkusen, um, especially since the turn of the year, since joining them in, in January 2020 from, from Guimaraes, mm-hmm. he's been so widely talked about. And a lot of journalists have, have gone, well, I think one of the big boys should be looking at him. He's strong, he's obviously athletic, and he's fantastic. And I've watched him and he never seems to be phased. Uh, I watched him against Rangers and he came up against Ryan Kent. And obviously, Ryan Kent, you know, he's, he's a very, very quick player. Had him in his back pocket all game. So, I'm really impressed mm. by him. Obviously, he joined from Guimaraes, so he's played half the season um, for them, half the season for Leverkusen. For Guimaraes, 16 appearances, five goals. Mm-hmm. As for a centre-back, you know, you can see the, the, the effect he has from there. Also, the Europa League... You know, he scored a few goals as well. So he's obviously a player who has an impact at both ends of the pitch. And he just does look like a, a good player. His current market value is 22 million. He's right-footed as well. And he's got he signed a contract with um, Leverkusen to 2025. So I think mm-hmm. he's going to be at Leverkusen for a while. Mm-hmm. But I would say if he stays for another season, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's time to, to have a look at him because... He does look like he could really step it up a bit. Now, I'm no disrespect to Leverkusen, but they are often a team who are used as a, a bit of a stepping stone. Yeah, definitely. You, you know, so maybe he can he can use that as a you know as a, a stepping stone. He can also play left midfield, apparently. So oh, right, know, that's, that's not bad. Not bad yeah. to have a centre back who can play on the wing. Yeah, definitely so, not a bad thing. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely put him forward for uh, for centre back. 
Yeah, good, good shout. Yeah, uh, and it'll be good to see how he can also like play alongside Jonathan Tah. I think Jonathan Tah will have a good uh, impact on him. Jonathan Tah is a, obviously an experienced centre-back. He's still young himself. Obviously doesn't make our squad because he's not under 21, but um, it'll be good to have a player alongside him like that. That'll be good to have him there as well. And and I think that'll help to sober. It'll, it'll hopefully give him a bit more a bit more freedom because you know you've got that cover there to help you and I definitely think we'll hopefully see the best of them in the Bundesliga anyway the first centre-back I went for we'll go through all our centre-backs and then we'll choose our two centre-backs we're going for in this team uh, so the the first centre-back I've gone for is Eric Garcia from Manchester City so Eric Garcia he's uh, 19 years old however recently it's come out that he's rejected a contract extension at Manchester City and has only got a year left on his contract he has been linked with a move back to his boyhood club in Barcelona and he has played 19 times a season in all competitions. However, only 13 of them were in the league. So I can understand why he's frustrated by the lack of game time he's getting. He's only had 788 minutes of league action. So I definitely see why he's frustrated in, in declining a contract at City. If he was to go to Barcelona, I feel that uh, alone. Uh, instantly would be necessary though I think getting some regular game time because I think if you go to Barcelona again you're not going to get game time because they're going to be looking to rebuild the squad with more experienced centre-backs and I think if he was to go back to Barcelona alone to a mid-table club in La Liga would be would be uh, quite good and the clubs I've suggested to go to uh, would be Levante is one of the options they finished uh, 12th mid-table in La Liga and they're quite they're not too far from Barcelona. It's about three hours. They're, they're in the city of Valencia. So it's not too far away from Barcelona. So keeping a close eye on him would be good and to see how his progress develops. And also there's other clubs, I guess Espanyol as well, but they've just been relegated obviously from La Liga. So whether you'd want to go into the Segunda, I think playing at the top level uh, regularly would be better for him. Also Girona's there as well, but they're in the playoffs at the moment for the Segunda. So it depends if they get promoted, they might be another option. So in terms of his stats, his, his numbers, um, his tackle numbers aren't as strong, but his interceptions are good. They're, they're over one per game. He gets two clearances per match as well and over two long balls. So that's pretty decent. And decent passing successful and successful passing stats. 62 passes per match with 94% success rate. And he's also got slightly low aerials, but he, he is only 5'11". So he's not the tallest of centre-backs, which does go against him. But I do think in terms of passing numbers, if you've got good passing numbers, it, it, that obviously com compensates for maybe not being as strong uh, because you could put someone that's stronger beside him that, that would do that for, for a team. I think it would be a decent... I think a move somewhere else than Barcelona would be better for him. But if again, if he was to go to Barcelona alone would, would, would be fine. Also, Prem teams might take a chance on him. I think Wolves might be another option for him if he was to stay in the Premier League. They, they're needing cover for some of their centre-backs. They've got quite uh, a thin squad depth. And I, de I definitely think that might be an option for him. But what's your, what's your take on Eric Garcia, Theo? Do you think, where do you think he should move to now that he's declined that contract at Man City? I was a bit disappointed he declined mm. the, the contract. It reminds me a lot of the Gerald Piquet situation. Right. Because Pep Guardiola's given him a lot of a lot of faith. I think at the moment he's definitely not ready for Barcelona, especially after mm -hmm. what we witnessed against Bayern Munich. Mm -hmm. I don't think as a young man he'd want to walk in and, and have to, you know, be part of that at the moment. Mm -hmm. I think a, a nice loan move maybe to someone such as maybe Real Sociedad. You know, mm. they've got David yeah. Silva, someone like that would be nice. But but I just think what's important is, is game time for him, as you've, mm. as you've said. I personally would have stayed at Man City. I think, you know, long-term going forward, it's quite clear that Pep Guardiola wants to maybe have Nathan Ake and Eric Garcia, which would mm -hmm. have been a, a really nice mm -hmm. thing. But I hope he thinks with his uh, footballing game time instead of, you know, Barcelona sort of mm -hmm. thing. 
Yeah, definitely. I think if you move to Barcelona, as I said, a loan instantly would, would be necessary because he's not going to get game time at Barcelona. We, we both know that. If he's not getting game time at Man City, he's not going to get game time at Barcelona. And I think he'd be, he'd be silly to think that. But yeah, uh, wh- where else would you suggest, obviously, if he wasn't to go to La-, La Liga, do you think he could maybe stay in the Premier League? Do you think any other clubs in the Premier League could use him? Um, I like the shout of Wolves. Wolves was a good one. I wouldn't be surprised if... if someone like Tottenham or, or even, even Arsenal, because Arsenal can do mm-hmm. some shrewd business at the moment. Mm-hmm. But Tottenham, I reckon he could slot into most sides. He seems a, he seems a reasonably decent, decent person. But mm-hmm. if I were him, I'd definitely go anywhere, even if that meant turning to, to Germany or, or Italy for game time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think I think hopefully we'll see if he does decide to move on. I think that's clear that he's obviously declined that contract. So I think City will try and sell on his last year of his contract. If they can get a bit of money, that, that might be worthwhile to them to, to, to just get, get him off the books, really. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this develops and maybe we might see him play some more regular regular football. Who have you got then for your second choice centre-back? So my second choice is a player who I believe is Man United's, um, who should be Man United's number one centre back mm. target. Now this is Jules Kunde from right, okay. Sevilla. Now I thought, I thought your target was Koulibaly. I know <laughs> it was Koulibaly. It was Koulibaly, but but in terms of under twenty ones, Koulibaly would be kicked out of an under twenty one. <laughs> he definitely would. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Jules Kunde is a superstar in the making. Um, I've watched quite a lot of Sevilla this season. I've also got a mate of mine who, who's been to a number of Sevilla games, and he is impressive. In his second full season at Sevilla, in both La Liga um, and in the, the Europa League, he's been an ever-present. Um, and obviously, you know, we don't just go off one game, but watching the Man United game on, on Sunday night when Sevilla mm-hmm. somehow beat Man United... He was brilliant. He's mm-hmm. fearless. He's not afraid to go in for challenges. He looks composed. He's really quick. Um, and that, that partnership he had with Diego Carlos, I always like it when a, when a centre-back is, is able to build or form a strong partnership with a fellow mm-hmm. centre-back. I think yes. that shows a lot of leadership and, and character, really. Um, yeah, and he's, he's a really good player. Not the tallest centre-back. He's tall, but not the, not the tallest, obviously. But he's, he's a really good player. 30 million is what his transfer value is. He's obviously another French player coming through. I mean, France is spoiled with options all over the park. And I did hear that he was Barcelona's number one target for a centre-back as well. Obviously, Barcelona took a punt on, on Clement Longley, and I think Longley's a good player. Yeah, uh, and I think Koundé will, will follow in the, the footsteps. So I, I definitely have to say he's, he's played 30 games this season in La Liga, mm-hmm. um, all the games in the Europa League almost. And, you know, no red cards, only a few yellows, good disciplinary. He looks a, he looks a really, really good player. Mm, definitely. Yeah, he's, he's a good player. He's helped uh, Sevilla obviously reach the final of the Europa League and also get into the Champions League, get well guaranteed, obviously, Champions League uh, next year, get, getting fourth position in La Liga. But I, I've gone for a, a French centre-back myself and I've gone for Bubakar Kamara from Marseille. So Bubakar Kamara, he's 20 years old and I think he's a definite for this squad personally because like the last last year or so, there's been a lot of French defenders being linked uh, to big moves. Obviously, Upa Makano, the Leipzig uh, trio, uh, I may say, Upa Makano, Kanate uh, and Michele, they, they've all been linked with moves to, to big clubs. But I've not really heard much about Kamara being linked anywhere. And I definitely think he's he's really shown getting Marseille, obviously helping Marseille to reach second in uh, Ligue 1. Obviously, it was cancelled due to the, obviously the pandemic, but he had really good stats leading up to that. And definitely, it's good to see that he's been so prevalent for them. He's played 30, he played 30 games in all competitions. Obviously, as we said, it, that was cut short, but he had 2.8 tackles per match, 1.4 interceptions, over two clearances, and 3.5 long balls. So really a good passing number and 87% of his passes were successful as well. He's rated at 25 million on transfer mark, but I definitely think that'll be 
upwards about 40, I would say. And I, would, I, I wouldn't I would be surprised if someone is interested in going for him. He's also left-footed as well, so that's definitely sought after as well, having a left-footed centre-back. And yeah, I, I, I think he's a definite... I, I would definitely want him in the squad, personally. But yeah, I, I think he's a, I think he's a great player. Hopefully, we can see him maybe in a in a bigger club uh, at some point. I, I I don't want to see him go to like I would not want to see him go to PSG. I think that would be a waste of his talent. And but hopefully, we see him playing in a different league than than Ligue 1, I think is he's definitely worth worth a move. Have you heard much about Kamara? And do you think he's a decent player? I've definitely heard of uh, of Kamara. I haven't watched much of him, but mm-hmm. you know, Marseille have had a really good season this year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, finishing second in Ligue 1 for the first mm-hmm. time in a long, long time. Yeah, I, I think if I was Kamara, I'd either stay at Marseille and play in the Champions League next year, mm-hmm. or look to to move somewhere else. But yeah. as you quite rightly said, don't go to PSG. Don't mm-hmm. move to PSG because you know that's where you ruin your career. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. In terms of then our four centre back choices, I'm. Happy to go, I think, one each. Either I would be happy to go for one of the either. I would go for Kamara out of the two, out of my two. Would you, would you agree with that, Kamara over Garcia? Yeah, I'd go for Kamara, yeah. Yeah, over Kamara. And who would you most like to go for out of Tapsoba and uh, Kwande as well? Who's, for me, it's got to um, be Jules. It's got to be Jules Kunde. Jules, Jules Kunde. Jules Kunde. And yeah, I, I would agree with you. So our two centre backs are two French lads, uh, in Jules Kunde and uh, Bubakar Kamara as well. So, so there are two choices. So Kunde and Kamara. So that's decent, decent choices. In terms of left back, I'll go for it first. So I've gone for Luca Pellegrini at Cagliari, who's on loan from Juventus. So Luca Pellegrini, he's he's had a good season. Cagliari only finished mid-table in 14th. However, they were doing really well, actually, uh, looking at it at the start of the season. They, they lost the first couple of games, but since the fifth, from the 15th of September until the 16th of December, they, they were unbeaten, actually. So that, that, that was really, really good. However, since the restart uh, and the second part, well, the early part of um uh, January into obviously as well, including January to March, they they really dropped off uh, from that amazing start. However, Pellegrini, looking at his stats in depth, he's not a a massive downgrade uh, from the current uh, Brazilian left back and Alexandro at Juventus. So I I think maybe it might be a bit too early for him to come straight into the Juventus lineup, but. When you look at their stats, they're quite similar numbers. In terms of tackles, Pellegrini's on 1.3 and Sandro's on 1.5. Interception, Sandro's a wee bit higher. However, on clearances and assist numbers, uh, Pellegrini is is winning in those departments. Dribble numbers are the same in terms of going forward. Sandro's got slightly better key passes. However, in terms of crosses, Pellegrini's doing slightly better. And, And long ball, Sandro's doing better because I think it's hard to say though, but I think most the, the reasons for the the improvement in terms of or why Sandro's slightly better is because he's playing for a better side. If you're playing with likes of Cristiano Ronaldo, you're going to have slightly better stats in certain areas. But as we've seen, Pellegrini has got decent stats and and is is obviously it's quite comparable from the two the two players. And Sandro is 29 years old, so he, he is getting on a wee bit. He's not obviously at the end of his end of his career, but Pellegrini is 21 and it's got a long way to go. So hopefully we can see him in the Juventus shirt next season or in maybe a couple of seasons. But if he was to go on loan again, I think maybe to a slightly better club in uh, Serie A might be a shout. Uh, I don't know what clubs exactly, but obviously Cagliari finished a bit lower. I'm not sure. Have, have you got any suggestions in terms of loans for Pellegrini? Do you think maybe a loan to one of the bigger clubs in Italy? Yeah, I think I think Pell- Pellegrini could maybe look, maybe not necessarily one of the big clubs, but but maybe an, an old kind of sleeping giant, such as mm. Fiorentina maybe. Fiorentina, I thought uh, that, yeah. Or maybe even joining somewhere like Atlanta, because I mean, it's mm-hmm. gone well at Atalanta, very, very um, yeah. mm-hmm. of, of late. Yeah, somewhere like that, really. Yeah, definitely. I think I think that'll be interesting to see where he goes. But yeah, I definitely think possibly if Juventus want to move on from Sandro and and Pirlo's just come in, so it'd be good to, for him to look at his options in the squad and maybe assess who's going to play at left back. Pellegrini, a worthy shout in this discussion. Who have you got for left back then, Theo? Well, I've gone for something a little interesting. I've gone down a different route. I've okay. gone for Arts Aaron Hickey. All right, okay. Now, Aaron Hickey was actually 
a player who I read about in the transfer news today because apparently Bayern Munich have had a £2 million bid accepted for Aaron Hickey. Mm. Now, Aaron Hickey is a player who came through Celtic's Youth Academy and he's broke out for Hearts last season. Most remembered for maybe getting sent off in the, the cup, I think it was the cup, semi-final for, for Hearts last season. Mm. But let that not fool you. What I've seen of Hickey, he's a very, very aggressive player who likes to get stuck in. And he reminds me a lot of a young Andrew Robertson. Now, as a player who watched Andrew Robertson play at Queen's Park and Dundee United, the similarities are really, really similar. He's played all the games for, the vast majority, sorry, of games for Hearts this season. He's got a couple of assists, a couple of goals, and he is only 18 years of age. So, you know, in his his interest from clubs such as Aston Villa and obviously Bayern Munich, he can play left-back, centre-back and Mm right-back. And he's a very cheap cheap option, really. But Bayern Munich, as I said this morning, were interested in signing Aaron Hickey. Mm -hmm. And we know with full-backs, for example, when Bayern Munich bought Alfonso Davies, Mm -hmm. um, I think a few eyebrows were raised. But we obviously see how, uh, how that's turned out. Actually, I'm just looking on Twitter at the moment. And apparently, Hickey to Bayern is a done deal. He will right. sign a five-year contract. Right, okay. So, he's definitely a player who, obviously, if sources are, are true, he's moved to Bayern Munich. He's definitely a player to, to keep an eye out for the future, really. Mm, definitely. Another another left-back coming up. Another left-back. That, that's, that, that's what Scotland do best, is bring through left-backs. But it's, it's an interesting one. It'll be interesting to see if he can get in the, the national squad in a couple of years maybe as well if, if this uh, move to Bayern works out. And definitely, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But obviously, Hearts just got relegated. So, yeah, d- definitely a move that suits Aaron Hickey. And hopefully we can maybe see him in a Bayern shirt or maybe another uh, football club. If he gets a loan, maybe might be a, a shout for him in Germany might be might be worthwhile. So out of those two, who, who are you most looking towards then? Do you, do you want to go for Hickey or do you want to uh, go with Pellegrini I think on this occasion I I'd be tempted to, to, to push for Aaron Hickey right. I know it's a bit of a controversial one I know mm-hmm. it's out there but but why not you know mm-hmm. Bayern Munich are signed in they just won 8-2 yeah definitely tell you what we'll go for Aaron Hickey why not I think definitely Pellegrini is, is obviously the more experienced one in this uh, debate uh, but you give me Messlier, so I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you Aaron Hickey and we'll go, we'll go for that. So, yeah, good, good shout. Well, if you, if you let me pick any player, I think I'll take someone other than Hickey. But... <laughs> no, well, well I'll, I'll let you have Hickey. I'll, I'll be nice. I'll let you oh, have Hickey, you. Theo. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on to our midfield. And, and this is where it gets quite interesting because, actually, I couldn't find lots of players under the age of 20. I, I couldn't even find that many that were that great. But, Theo, I think you've probably got a few that, that I've probably not got. But I've gone for one that's very well-known but very young, and that's Eduardo Camavinga from Wren. So the, the young 17-year-old, he's been on the, the scene since he was 15 in the last two years, and he's been linked with a number of top clubs for a lot of money, especially Real Madrid. I think they're, they're being linked with an £80 million bid for him from Wren. He's, he's done really, well, in terms of like attacking numbers, he's not got really that high in attacking numbers. He's only got one goal and two assists. However, his defensive, his defensive stats are, is, is something else. Four tackles per match. And and that's really good for 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 any player, but for a seventeen year old, that that that's 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 really really good. In terms of interception numbers, one point three interceptions, and successful pass rates, eighty eight percent, and two point two long balls as well. So he's maybe not the man that's the assist maker, but he's he's the man that's leading the the attack from from the very start. And he's also got one aerial duel, uh, one per match, and he's only five eleven. So he's not that tall, but he is winning balls in the air. So um, I definitely think these numbers will increase over time. And maybe he can emulate the likes of Paul Pogba and other French stars that have that have gone on to big moves to other big clubs. So I definitely think Camavinga, I, I, I'm excited to see what, what comes of him. Whether I want to see him in a Real Madrid shirt, I'm not entirely sure. And maybe I... I, I I'm not a big fan of Real Madrid personally. They're, they're not a club that I really like that much. But... I think a move from Wren in the next 
year or so might be might be worthwhile for him to to move out of the league and since he's he's doing really well I think move to a bigger club would be necessary what's your opinion on Camavinga then Theo do you do you have you watched him much or what do you make of him haven't seen much of Camavinga but he is a player that you have mentioned yeah. several times on this podcast and I know when you get excited about a player yeah. it, it means that, that he's um, he's the real mm-hmm. deal mm-hmm. yeah he's been he's been linked a lot with Man United and a lot of the big boys I, I have watched a, a couple of highlight reels and he does kind of remind me a little bit of Monsieur Paul Pogba Monsieur <laughs> um, Paul Pogba <laughs> I like that like that. if he turns out anything like Paul Pogba He's going to be a, he's going to be a good player. I think for his in terms of his progress for him maybe a move to a place I, I doubt they'd, they'd go for him but a, a team like Leicester mm-hmm. um, yeah that would be a good stone mm-hmm. before he moves to to a big boy would be a good idea. But the most important thing is Rens have had a six season. I think Rens have even finished in the Champions League qualification. Yeah, they've, they've, they've third, uh, in third, so, yeah, so for him as a 17, 18 year old lad, don't move. Or if yeah. you move, get loaned back for a season. Play mm-hmm. the Champions League. Because uh, Rennes are actually an interesting football team. They've, they've been bought yeah. by a billionaire mm-hmm. um, who's pumped a lot of money into them. So Rennes is a good place to be. Yeah. So I'd say stay here so I can watch a bit more of him. Yeah. Um, and see how he turns out. Yeah, definitely. I've I've mentioned obviously a few players from Rennes in the past, and they've had some players uh, go for big money, like Ousmane Dembele came from Rennes, and I believe also obviously I've mentioned uh, Joris Gangon as well uh, in the last couple of podcasts, the centre back, the Ivorian centre back, and these two players, Kamavinga and Gangon, I think they're they're really standing out personally to for myself when I'm watching highlight reels and looking at their stats. That they're just unreal. Some of the stats they're 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 pumping out. So definitely a player that. I think I, I like the Leicester show. I think if Leicester sold someone like Wilfred and Didi for big money, I definitely think Camavinga would be a definitely worthwhile shout for, for someone like Leicester to go for. I, I definitely think that might be a good shout. I don't think he will go there, but I definitely think that would be a good place for him to go. Because, but I, I, I think he'll, he'll be at one of the big boys. I, I could see him at Real Madrid, even though I don't want him to go there. I, I just see it happening. The next Galactico signing, as Perez always always goes for. But who have you gone for then as your first central midfielder then, Theo? Well, no surprises, really. I've gone for Mr. Jude Bellingham mm. as centre midfield. Now, I know he's, he's classed as a cam, but for the vast majority of games this season... Last season, he played central midfield for, for Blues. Jude Bellingham is a talent, let me tell you. If you're being signed for €27 million Euros by Borussia Dortmund when you are 16 years of age, you've obviously got something about you. Uh, Jude Bellingham this season has been Birmingham City's best player by a country mile. Now, I know a lot of people are going, that's not hard. You're right, Lee Camp was number two. Um, but... He was fantastic this season. He single-handedly led the team into a number of games and, and performed for the team. Um, he, he's brilliant. The Championship, remember, is probably one of the most demanding and physical leagues in the world. Mm. And just watching him, you're struggling not to laugh for the league camp. I'm, I'm still trying to not laugh at that league camp comment. <laughs> it's just too good. It's, it's too funny. It's too funny not to laugh at. Lee camp, if you are listening, mate, I love you. Um, but back to Jude Bellingham. Bellingham, he's had such a brilliant season. He's so skillful. He's brilliant on the ball. He's chipped him with a few goals. And remember, for a 16-year-old lad to play 41 games out of 46 in the championship, to score four goals as well at 16 and just to be the leading man in such a horrendous season for Blues, mm. you know, it, it's it's really impressive. Youngest player ever to play for Blues, score for Blues and, you know, he, he's he's moved to Borussia Dortmund and even in the friendly games, he, he seems like he's at home. Got a lovely back heel assist for, for Haaland mm. um, at the weekend and he looks such a great player and I'm really pleased He's joined Borussia Dortmund and not Man United. I'm really pleased because yeah. I feel like they're, like with Jaden Sancho, like with what's happening with Erlen Haaland, he's going he's gonna to flourish. 
Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm excited to see how good Bellingham will be for Dortmund when when the Bundesliga kicks back up again. I think he's he's going to be a top player. I definitely don't think uh, Birmingham should have retired at shirt number. Um, I was I was going to bring that up again just to just just to throw one back at your club again, Theo. What's your what's your take on that? <laughs> Do you think that? Was yeah, it? I'm I'm a little bit embarrassed. I I don't really understand what they're doing. But again, we have Chinese owners who don't understand football. True. So, you know, yeah. you, 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 you can't put it past them. But, you know, never mind. He's got us 27 million. So, in my opinion, I've renamed the stadium yeah. after him. Yeah, well, hopefully you can <laughs> rename the stadium after him. I like that one as well. Yeah, well, we'll see what how uh, it goes with Bellingham at Dortmund. And I definitely think playing alongside some superstars already there in, in Sancho if he stays and also... Erling Haaland, I think he's going to really link up well with them and, and hopefully be part of a, a long-term project at Dortmund and can stay there for a, a long time to come. Uh, so my second uh, midfielder that I've gone for is another Bundesliga midfielder, and that's Ezekiel Palacios at Bayer Leverkusen, the young Argentine. He's not played much since joining from Lever, uh, joining Leverkusen from River Plate, he joined for 15 million, but he's only played three times. But that's because of a, a big injury that he's had. I think I don't know if he broke his leg or like damaged his leg in some way. I'm I'm not entirely sure. I, I only had a quick chance to look at what happened, but yeah, he got he got injured and he wasn't involved as much. But looking at the games in terms of his numbers. Uh, at both River Plate this season and also at Leverkusen over them couple of games. He's uh, got good tackle numbers, 2.5 tackles per match. He also gets 1.5 shots per game as well and over one key pass as well. So he's, he's involved in play quite a lot. Good passing numbers, 58 passes per match with an 86% success rate with 3.2 long balls. So hopefully we'll see more of Palacios next season for Leverkusen. I definitely think he'll be one for the future and hopefully he can play in as a regular in Bosch's side uh, next season. So yeah, definitely a player I'm looking forward to seeing more of. So who have you gone for as, as your second choice, Theo? So my second choice I've gone for is Ajax's Ryan Gravenberch. Mm, yeah. Now, he's a player who, I can't remember who it was I was, I was reading, but I was reading some, some journalist and he was mentioning that he thinks he'll be the, the next one the kid to, to break through. His mm. current agent is Mino Raiola. Okay. Doesn't that say something? If that you're snapped up by Mino Raiola at 18, you are A, stupid, or B, a very good player. And I think it is a very good player. He had a little bit of his breakout season last year where he played just under under 10 games for Ajax in the league. Um, and he, he got a couple of goals. But it, but he's a very athletic central midfielder. He, to be honest, he, he's kind of like Jude Bellingham. He really is just obviously Dutch and a year younger. He's been capped by the, the Netherlands under 19. He's, he's quite tall. He's very strong. He's very athletic. He's got an eye for a pass. And he just looks like the natural player to, to you know, take over from Donny van der Beek mm-hmm. if he does leave and, and yeah. maybe even Ziek in terms of creativity in the, in the middle of mm-hmm. the park. Yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to grabbing Birch watching him this season. Because mm. um, obviously we, we we all love Ajax. I think a lot of us, unless you're a you're a Feyenoord fan, have a soft spot for Ajax, especially because of what they've done in the Champions League. So I think I think I'm really looking forward to to watching him in the the Champions League and, and watching him up against the the best midfielders in the world, really. Mm, definitely yeah it's interesting what you say about Graven Batch obviously if, if Van der Beek goes then he can maybe fill in there but yeah the new Ajax side coming through obviously we mentioned Des before and obviously with Graven Batch as well they've got a few players coming through so hopefully we can see more of this new Ajax side and, and what they can produce in the future I definitely think it'll take a couple of years to obviously if they're losing all these regular players Obviously, Zayic has just left, and and obviously Van de Beek's linked away. Onana, uh, Tagliafico as well, and they obviously lost uh, Delict and De Jong not long ago as well. So, definitely replacing them with young, hungry players like Gravenbach might be might be worth a shout. Moving on, for my centre attacking midfielder, I've gone for 
Christoph Baumgartner, an Austrian 20-year-old from Hoffenheim. So he's done really well this season, actually. He's played 32 times in over uh, all competitions, getting eight goals and assisting six. So at 20 years old, that, that's not bad stats to have. He's also got 2.1 shots per game. He's not got many key passes. However, he's also winning 1.6 aerial duels as well. And he's only uh, five foot ten. I definitely think he's a player that can continually improve. And Hoffenheim, they bring through a number of good players in their squad. They've got Kramrich up front. They've also got, who's the other, is it a centre, I'm trying to think of the centre midfielder again. They've they've also got that's quite good. Hoffenheim. Yeah, I'm trying to think who's, I'll need to look up that, that player's name again. But they've got someone, I'm sure he's also Austrian. Um, it's, not, it's not Greg Goric, is it? Uh, Grigoric, is it? Uh, yeah, it's Grigoric. Is he still there? Is he? Is he? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Grigoric. So yeah, he's 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 playing alongside some good players there. So hopefully we can see more of Baumgartner in the future. And I definitely think his stats aren't amazing. Obviously, I said that he's he's got eight goals and six assists, but I definitely can see him improving for for Hoffenheim in the future. And I definitely think he's a worthwhile player to keep your eye on if you watch the Bundesliga. So yeah. Anyway, moving on to your, your next central midfielder uh, or centre attacking midfielder. Who have you gone for, Theo? Now, centre attacking midfield, that was that was quite a, uh, a tough position for me mm. um, because there's, there's quite a lot of players out there who, mm-hmm. you know, have, have, already, have already kind of started this season. But yeah. I've actually gone for, and I don't know if this is a little bit cheeky, mm-hmm. I have gone for... Actually, no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna change my mind at the last minute because he. All right. I'm gonna go for Alex McAllister. McAllister, um, right? Yeah. The Brighton yeah. player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's on loan at Boca. Was it Boca again? He was on loan back at. Yeah, or? he was on loan at Boca. No, I originally went for Jonathan David. Um, right. Okay. But I've been thinking about McAllister, you know, uh, during this. And I just wanted to double check he was 21 and he is. He looks a really talented player, McAllister. Obviously, Brighton signed him about a year and a half ago and they loaned him at Boca. But they, they recalled him in January and he, he, he played quite a few games for Brighton. Uh, he played nine games this season. And he does look a really, really intelligent player. It's an interesting name, Mac Allister, especially mm-hmm. for an Argentinian lad. Yeah. But... He's he's got everything that you kind of want in a in an Argentinian attacking midfielder. He's got yeah. aggression, he's got determination, he's got all the attributes that that Juan Diego Maradona had. Now, disclaimer, I am not comparing McAllister to Maradona. <laughs> Just saying a lot of amazing central attacking midfielders have come from Argentina. For example, Maradona, for example, Juan Roman Riquelme. And he's also a player who's been capped by Argentina. So not bad to have in the Brighton ranks. All right, okay. And I'm quite excited to, to, to watch McAllister next season because in the Brighton attack, along with Neil Morpé up front, he'll be playing and learning from Adam Lana as well. Yeah. Um, and off, obviously with, with Pascal Gross as well. Brighton have got a really, really interesting and exciting team coming up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, he's a really, really good player. and. You know, I'm quite excited to uh, yeah. to see what he can he can do, mate. Yeah, definitely. That, that that's that, that's a good shout. Uh, as you said, he's just been capped by Argentina, which it's quite a shame. I, w- I wish he had Scottish roots because then maybe Scotland could bring him up to to their t- uh, national squad. But he's been capped by Argentina now, so that's him. That's him definitely going to be there in in their national squad but yeah I was having a look at his uh, stats it's quite good stats and in terms of he's not got many goals and assists according to whoscored.com but in terms of shots per game that's that's pretty good 1.4 he's also involved in terms of tackle numbers are pretty good as well so yeah and and not bad passing numbers so yeah hopefully we'll see more of him in the Premier League obviously he's just been recalled by Brighton so well, definitely, I think we'll see him more next season and see what he can he can produce for for Brighton. So, out of our, our six options, who who would you be happy to go with? I'm I'm wanting to go with Camavinga, and I think I'm happy to go. I think Bellingham's definitely definitely a good shout. But in terms of our third choice in there, out of the other options, we've got Palacios, we've got McAllister, we've got uh, Bumgartner, and who did you suggest as well? There was another player that you said. Uh, Graven Birch. Gavin Birch. So, out of those four options, who who's standing out to you? Theo? Probably the player I'm most excited to see, which is Palacios, really. 
Palacios, yeah. Yeah, I think it's unlucky with Palacios, obviously, with his injuries. And it, it was a shame to for that to happen to him. That he got injured so early on in his Leverkusen career. But definitely, I think out of those options, so we'll go with our three options is Bellingham. And then we've got Camavinga. And then we've got Palacios as well, and just in front of them. So yeah, that, that's that's pretty good. It's, it's turning out a pretty good team, Theo, Theo, and it'll be interesting to see who we go for our front three. So moving on to our forward line, I'll let you kick it off then in terms of left wing. Who would you like to go for at left wing? Okay, so there are so many under-21 left wingers who are incredible. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't know if this is allowed. Now tell me, first of all, if this is allowed or not. But yeah. I've got Makaya Saka down, Saka down. Oh, I, I wouldn't have gone Bukayo Saka just because we've mentioned him in, in previous episodes and I, I thought um, I would go go someone different. Have, no you, have you got anyone? Have you got any other suggestions? Or Yep, yep. That's absolutely fine, mate. That's mm. absolutely fine. I just do want to mention um, that obviously Bukayo Saka is, is, a, is an absolute yeah. beast, obviously. Yeah, um, but same, yeah. With, Mar- same gonna... with Martinelli as well, obviously. Martinelli, um, another another baller. But we've mentioned him in the past in the, in the Arsenal episode we've done with Philippe. So I want to go I'm with a say... different... In the Premier League, and I'm going to stay with right. Pedro Neto. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pedro Neto. Yeah, um, maybe that. Living in a play, living in an area myself where that's surrounded by Wolves fans, you, you hear about Pedro Neto all the time, and and how he comes on and he changes games completely, and he scored quite quite a few cracking goals this season that have been cancelled for for offside. Not his fault, but um, he's been a bit unlucky this season. But yeah, obviously joined Wolves from Lazio in 2019 mm-hmm. was loaned to Braga before that and he's played 29 games for Wolves this season in, in the Premier League scored three goals got three assists and also he's played in the, the Europa Leagues uh, and obviously Wolves, Wolves got to the quarterfinals now for a player who is, has been in a side where he's mainly started from the bench because obviously Adama Traore has, has been incredible this season he looks mm-hmm. a really really good player for the future and obviously Wolves, they may not have Traore forever. So Neto looks like he, he's going to be the next player to step up. Surrounded by a team of Portuguese players, a manager who obviously believes in him, he, he looks a really good player. And I, I've been privileged to watch um, Neto a couple of times mm. um, in real life. And, and he's, he's frighteningly quick. He's very eager. He just wants to run. He's got a nice shot on him. He scored a ridiculously good goal against West Ham. Mm. Um, lovely, lovely volley into the top corner. And he looks like a really interesting player. And he can also play up top as well. 20 years of age. He's, uh, he's just older than me, which mm-hmm. is both depressing and incredible. He's definitely a player to look for in, in, in the future. Yeah, you, you'll get used to players becoming older than you, Theo. I'll tell you that. It's it's scary when some players that are world-class players like Kylian Mbappe, when he's coming through and you're just watching, you're looking at yourself, you're like... Wow, he's younger than me. <laughs> That's scary. Yeah, but yeah, Pedro Neto, good shout. Um, I've gone for a player that's more well-known, but we've we've not mentioned, I don't think we've mentioned him in the past. I, I don't think we've mentioned him too much. I've gone Musa Diaby uh, from Bayer Leverkusen as well. So another Bayer Leverkusen player that we're mentioning here. And he's been phenomenal, really phenomenal for, for Leverkusen. He's uh, got eight goals and seven assists this season. He joined from... Paris Saint-Germain, who didn't really give him his chance, and he's gone on to prove, along with uh, Christopher Nkunku at Leipzig, gone and proven PSG wrong that they should they shouldn't have got rid of him. And he he has really shown that he's he's definitely a player for the future. He's getting 1.6 shots per game, also 1.2 key passes, and he's dribbling past players 2.3 times per game as well. So definitely a player that takes on his man. And obviously Kai Havertz has got the most credit out of this Leverkusen team, but Diaby uh, has has been not overlooked as such, but not mentioned as highly as obviously Havertz. And I definitely think he's he's a player that really stands out for me and and personally definitely make this makes this team. I think Pedro Neto, as you mentioned, uh, he's he's lesser known. So I, I 
obviously we, we're wanting to go with slightly lesser known players, but I think Diaby is too good and not mentioned enough alongside uh, some other under-21 players. Obviously, Christian Pulisic is under-21 and also Vinicius Jr., who, who are both mentioned quite a lot. Callum Hudson-Odoi as well. And Diaby doesn't get enough credit personally. I think Arsenal were linked with him quite heavily, but I, whether they go for him or not, I, I think staying at Leverkusen maybe another year to help them recover from the loss of Havertz this this summer would, would be good for him to maybe take more of a role in this team. And yeah, hopefully we see more good performances out of Diaby. So I, I personally would, would go for Diaby here. Are you happy to go uh, for him as our left winger? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Great shout. Cool. Cool, no problem. Moose Diaby, you're playing on the left wing for us. Right, going to the right wing, I'll kick it off for us. I've gone for Calvin Stengs, who I've mentioned before, from AZ Alkmaar. So Calvin Stengs, I'll just get him up on my screen. He's 21 years old, young Dutch right winger. He's done really well this season, nine goals and nine assists as well. So decent numbers at a young age. 2.5 shots per game and also two over two key passes and over two and it's two point six dribbles as well. So really, really good stats for a young man. And he's he's so he's so good. He's I really am excited by Calvin Stengs. A lot of Dutch talent coming out at the moment, and he's he's one to look out for seriously at the obviously the Euros and the the next World Cup as well. I think he he'll definitely be part of this uh, Dutch squad for for the years to come. So yeah, I, I've gone for him and also. Yeah, I, I think along with Myron Baadu, who we've, we've also mentioned in previous episodes, they, they've really taken a lead also with Coop Miners behind, behind them as well. These these three players from Altmar really stood out and, and definitely are looking for moves. In terms of places he could go, Theo, have you got any suggestions for Stengs maybe to move somewhere? Do you think maybe to the Bundesliga or to the Premier League maybe might, might be a good shout for him? Oh, Callum Stengs. See, if I was Callum Stengs, I'd, I'd actually be interested if Ajax came in for me. Mm, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind moving to Ajax. I think um, maybe Borussia Mönchengladbach. I'm not sure if he fits that system. Yeah, yeah. Premier League-wise, I'd maybe, I'd maybe wait. I'd maybe move to the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a big fan of Callum Stengs. I, I like him a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, so just, I wanted to make a move that doesn't hinder his career. Yeah, definitely. I, I I like that shout of Munchen Gladbach actually, and Marco Rose obviously there at the moment. So I definitely a, a manager that likes young talent coming through. Obviously, Turam's obviously there at the moment, player, and playing alongside them too might might be a good move for him. Obviously, they've got Jonas Hoffman playing there, so maybe worth replacing Hoffman with someone like Calvin Stengs. I, I definitely like that shout. But as you said, Ajax like picking up players from the league, so definitely. Definitely could see Ajax picking him up as well. Who have you got as your suggestion then for for the right winger? Now, I like Calvin's things, but there's no way he gets into the team at the moment. Oh, right. Okay. That is because of the man, the myth, that is um, Francisco Trincao. Oh, right. Okay. Now, Francisco Trincao is obviously a player who's been purchased by Barcelona this season. Whether or not he will actually play for Barcelona because they, they spent an obscene amount of money on him, 45 to 50 million euros, and they have to raise funds. So it looks like he may make a move to Leicester or Everton in, in the Premier League. Now, Francisco Trincao, I've watched him a couple of times, and yep. he is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched him in the Europa League this year for, for uh, Braga against Rangers, and my goodness, I, I've never been... It's very rare to get me off the edge of my seat, but mm-hmm. I could not stop watching him. Every mm-hmm. time he got the ball, he made something happen. He was a true joy to watch. He's been at Braga for, for, a, for a long time. He's only 20 years of age. Um, he's been at Braga since he was uh, 11 years old. And obviously, he's only broken onto the scene mainly this season. He's played 27 games in the league. Eight goals, eight assists. Not bad at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Europa League. Six appearances, um, and he's got a couple of appearances in, in the cup in the cup as, as well for for Braga. But he's a really, really interesting and exciting young talent mm-hmm. coming through. Um, he's he's quite tall actually for a winger. He's he's reasonably quick, but he's so skillful. He's so silky. He reminds me a bit of a, a taller Riyad Mahrez, 
Mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm a massive fan of Riyad Mahrez. So I think Trincao is an awesome player. It's yeah. a shame that he's probably not going to play for Barcelona because I think that would be really exciting. But if he does end up coming to a team like Leicester, who, in my opinion, is too mm -hmm. good for Leicester, I, I think he's going to be awesome. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I'll give it to you. I'll, I'll give you Trincao then. Uh, I, I definitely think he's had a fantastic year for Braga and Braga as a whole have had a really good year and he's, he's been a major part of that. So yeah, I'll, I'll give you Trincao over Stings. I'll, I'll, I'll let you have that. So yeah, Francesco Trincao, you are playing at the right wing for our team. So on to our striker and our final position for this team. Sophia, I'll let you kick it off in terms of striker. Who, who have you gone for? Now, there's two players that I've been thinking about, but mm -hmm. I'm not going to mention one. I'm just going to mention the one I'm going for, and that is Matthias Kuna. Right, okay. Yep. The Hertha Berlin striker. Now, Kuna is a player who just about makes it into the, the under-21. I, like uh, I like to scratch the surface a little. Mm -hmm. um, he's, an interesting, he's had an interesting career. He started off in the Swiss League, with, with SC Sion. And then he made a, a move to Red Bull Leipzig. Now, normally, when you make a move to Red Bull Leipzig, it usually works. Mm. You know, they usually, but it didn't for him. He cost 13 million. It just did not work for him. So he moved to Hertha Berlin. Mm. Got injured. But since the lockdown, Matthias Kuna was absolutely unbelievable for Hertha Berlin. Now, Hertha Berlin have had so much turmoil this season, uh, and every season, really, since they pumped so much money into the club. And Klinsmann did a Klinsmann. They, they had a really strong end to the season, a 5-0 derby win against Union Berlin, and also a nice win away at Hoffenheim. And just the reason I mentioned those two, goal, two games is... He scored four goals in, in those two games and three of them were absolutely incredible. Mm. He's finishing, he's explosive, he's skillful. He is an absolute delight to watch. And I'm really excited to see how Kuna progresses because not just for her for Berlin or, or whatever club he goes to, but I think it's really exciting for Brazil. Because mm. I don't think Brazil have a world-class number nine. I'm not keen and I'm not convinced with Gabriel Jesus. Mm -hmm. So I think Matthias Kuna, one good season, if he can get maybe 15 goals in the Bundesliga, maybe he's even a replacement for Lewandowski for Bayern Munich because he's getting on a bit. So I'm excited to see what um, Matthias Kuna brings. Yeah, yeah, Matthias Kuna, he's, he's done really well at Hertha Berlin. He's come in and... Because where, where did uh, Hertha finish in the end? Did they... They, because they were they they were on the fringes, not on the fringes of relegation, but they were they were kind of mid-table area. They weren't really striving, yeah. and he kind yeah. of kicked them on a bit after the after the restart. Really, I think I think they were sixteenth, and they ended up finishing tenth. Yeah, uh, so he, yeah, he re he really helped them kick on a bit. So yeah, definitely, definitely a, a player that has a lot of potential and hopefully we can see because he wasn't he at, was he at Leipzig you, you, you said didn't yeah. he is at Leipzig so he wasn't getting game time there and it's, it's good to see that he's moved on to, to Hertha and really kicked on for them so yeah as you mentioned though it was it was interesting that you said that obviously Lewandowski is not getting any younger and Bayern are gonna have to look for a replacement but I've gone for a player that's already at Bayern Munich I've gone for Joshua Zerksy the young Dutch lad. He's not played much game time at Bayern this season. Obviously, Lewandowski's been fantastic and Thomas Muller just in behind him as well. So I think it's it's hard for him to get game time, but he's played nine games in the Bundesliga this year, scoring four goals and one assist. So really good from Xerxes. And yeah, he's, he's a young player that's making his mark on the game. Hopefully we can see more of him next year. Definitely a player that Really, really is exciting. And this Dutch team, as, as I mentioned before, they've got some real talents coming through. And Xerxes is one of the, one of the talents that, that's there at the moment. I was uh, tempted to go for Daniel Malin as well. He was, he was at, uh, obviously, PSV. I was tempted to go for him. But I thought, I, I just think the way Xerxes burst on the scene, he's really, really showing his stuff. He's 19. He's got... Actually, he's got, oh, well, including the games for Bundesliga 2 or Bundesliga 3, he's got two goals there as well. So six goals included in there. But 1.1 shots per game as well. So decent stats. 
he's he's just a young player coming through and I, I think the more he grows and obviously Lewandowski as we said he's getting older he's 31 Lewandowski so I think a few more years at the top level and Xerxes will be at that point be 22-23 so hopefully he's, he's making his mark by then and it's interesting to see because Bayern brought in is it Arp or they, they brought a young German lad in Johannes Arp I forgot his name but they brought him in from Hamburg I think it was Hamburg they brought him in from and he's not got a sniff really and Xerxes he's come through the academy and uh, has got his chance and he's, he's, he's taken it to be honest about the limited minutes he's had so yeah I think he's definitely a shout but out of them two options obviously Xerxes and who did you mention in sorry what was, your, what was the lad's name Matthias Kuna Kuna, that was it, Kuna. Yeah, that's fine. So out of Kuna uh, and Xerxes, who, who, who would you want to go for, Theo? Do you think Kuna's got the experience, but do you think Xerxes the more exciting for the future? What do you think? This is difficult, man. This yeah, that's di- a difficult, difficult choice. I personally lean on the side of Matthias Kuna. However, mm-hmm. however, mm-hmm. I think let's go for Xerxes. Because Kuna's been around for a while, Xerxes Mm -hmm. not, he's had a breakout season and he's got Mm -hmm. a decent haircut, so let's go for him. Go for go for Xerxes. He's got that wee that little afro. So and yeah, I, I think yeah, let's let's go for Xerxes. Uh, Joshua Xerxes. So yeah, that, that that's a decent team there, Theo. We've 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 built uh, of young young and under twenty one players that are coming through that haven't maybe got the limelight that they deserve and that, that that's a decent team. So I'll just cover our, our, our combined eleven. So in goals we've got Meslier from Leeds, we've got Serginho Des at right back, the Ajax young kid, we've got Jules Kunde from Sevilla, Kamara. Uh, Bubakar Kamara from Marseille. We've got Aaron Hickey, uh, left back as well, the young heart. Big Aaron. Uh, we've got Jude Bellingham, the new the new uh, Dortmund man. We've got Kamavinga, the, the French, the, the new Paul Pogba, we'll call him, the man that's meant to come in and uh, do really well. We've got Ezekiel Palacios from Bayer Leverkusen. We've got Musa Diaby, his teammate on the left wing, who's done had a fantastic season for Leverkusen. We've got Trincao, who's been signed for Barcelona, the, the man from Braga. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets any game time. And if not, maybe a loan summer might be might be worthwhile. And we've got Joshua Zerksy, who's the, the man to take Lewandowski's place in a couple of years. Hopefully we can see that. And yeah, he, hopefully he'll bang in the goals. So yeah, that, that's a good team and it was a good podcast, I think, Theo. It's not too long and yeah. we appreciate um, all to, to all our listeners who have listened to tonight's episode. Hopefully in the next uh, week or so, we'll have a guest on again to cover another team. We're thinking probably Liverpool or Man City. We're not entirely sure, but one of the bigger clubs in, in the, the Premier League. So hopefully keep tabs on, on Instagram and we'll, we'll, we'll post there when, once that episode's out. But yeah, we appreciate you listening to this this podcast our ninth episode so hopefully our tenth episode's even better but yeah thank you again for uh to you Theo, for coming on and yeah uh hopefully you'll need to get your brother back on again uh, when you get a regular yeah back. yeah regular it will do. I'll, I'll, I'll twist his arm it's been a pleasure being on tonight i just wanted to mention as well that we'll uh i'm going to be uh creating a, a twitter for stuff, yeah. twitter account for nice. the emphatic fanatics so uh you know Good stuff, watch man. this uh, watch this space Watch the space, watch the space indeed. Um, so yeah, if you've not already, follow us on podbean.com or Spotify. They bo- they're both combined, so either of them, if you follow either of them, uh, you'll, you'll be notified about our podcast. Also follow us on Instagram, as we mentioned before, the Emphatic Fanatics podcast. Yeah, and, and just shout us out to anyone that you know that likes football, to your workmates. Uh, to your school friends yeah so just just anyone that you play football with even just give us a shout out and hopefully we can see our our numbers grow and uh, get the get the word out there so thank you again and we'll catch you later bye for now